Worshipful brethren, brethren all, welcome to Freemasonry in seven minutes or less. In this episode, we will be asking, what are the secrets of Freemasonry? Now we're moving on to the deep topics. I hope this episode helps the prospective candidate find some truth with regards to the secrets of Freemasonry, as one of the primary utilizations of the internet seems to be writing absolute drivel with regards to the <laughs> secrets of Freemasonry. Right. Not that it's entirely limited to recent times or the internet, Taxil AL comes to mind. But today, I'm glad to be metaphorically shaking the spear in the face of the dragon of ignorance on this topic. <laughs> Over to you, Brother Anshaw. Yes, I, I, I agree. Um, when you write a book, uh, like my spiritual Freemasonry series or make recordings and videos, it's really important to have a definition of the secrets of Freemasonry because as a Mason, I promised never to divulge these secrets and I will not. Um, so uh, a reader may have to, to study this on his own, but I'll, I'll give some uh, hints as we go through. Firstly, about the ritual. The, the ritual is the monitor, the book that we, we uh, have our ritual written down in. It's written in cipher, which means like a code. And this is done for two reasons. First, that a Cowan, uh, that's a person, the origin, origin of the name of Cowan is a stonemason who had not served an apprenticeship. But we now use the word Cowan to... Um, identify a person who pretends to pass himself off as a Freemason without having uh, received the three degrees. So the idea of the ritual is so such a person would understand part of the text, but actually hide the ritual uh, from his inquisitive eyes, I suppose. Um, so um, if somebody wants to hide a secret in text, they use code or cipher. Uh, but in our ritual, some of it is in open text. And also in the Grand Lodge of Japan and the Grand Lodge of China, which is in Taiwan, both use only open text, probably because it is very difficult to encode Chinese characters. But does that mean there's nothing in that text which is a secret? So everything in the book that you can read uh, is an open text, is either a prayer or concerns morality. For example, about our working tools or the description of the lodge, the orders of architecture, uh, several liberal arts, seven liberal arts and sciences. Um, these are all in open text. Yes. Uh, you know, there's nothing I found in Freemasonry that I would call exclusive knowledge. Everything can be found in print in, in different works of the period, nothing particularly unique. Uh, it might not be obvious or simple, but it is out there for the inquisitive, yes. inquisitive yes. person. There's no real secrets that I've found particularly. <laughs> I believe the object of having open text was that if, if a non-Mason found the book, he would read that it was about teaching morality and it was about a, a society that had an interest in architecture, particularly the construction of the symbolic King Solomon's temple. And so that would reinforce his, his idea or his understanding that Freemasonry is a peculiar system of morality, uh, which is veiled or hidden in allegory and illustrated 
by symbols. So the non-Mason would look no further because what he'd read in the book, which he had found or whatever, he might have even bought it, um, confirmed what he believed about Freemasonry. And secondly, I think it's important um, because he would understand Freemasonry to be uh, at its core a Christian organization because it uses lessons or prayers taken from the Bible. So um, what is actually written in the cipher then? Well, mostly it's the signs of recognitions uh, and the oath that the candidate takes. And in the third degree, the hieramic tragedy is also in cipher. So what it boils down to when you analyze the, the ritual, there are just six things that are deemed to be secrets. And this is also given by the uh, Grand, United Grand Lodge of England uh, uh, Board of the General Purposes in 1999, they made a statement to the same effect. The six secrets in the rituals are just six things. The modes of recognition, the signs, tokens, and words, our oaths, uh, and, but not the Hiramic legend. The Hiramic legend is found in the first book of Kings in chapter seven. And um, in the constitutions of 1723, Anderson did not even mention the legend and it was only included uh, 15 years later uh, in the updated constitutions. So uh, to boil it down, the secrets consist of the modes of recognitions, um, signs, tokens, and words. And that's it. However, uh, if you've read uh, any of my four books in the Spiritual Freemasonry series, you will find that there are many other in interesting secrets that pop up <laughs> uh, after you start digging around. But more about that later. Absolutely. Like I said earlier, I, I, I've not found anything in Freemasonry that you can't find in a library, or dare I say, on the internet. Um, I'm, I'm of the opinion that Freemasonry keeps its secrets unspoken rather than hidden. And it, it reminds me of a Greek parable in which a rich man cannot pay somebody to eat his food, for he will not gain the benefit right. from it. <laughs> And the same goes for Freemasonry. If you cheat and look up the answers, then you're not developing the skill set to unlock its greater mysteries. And um, with regards to the earlier statement and the Hiramic legend, I would urge any Mason to take a square in the compass to the works of Joseph Flavius. He was the chronicler and historian of the Jewish revolts and the destruction of the temple under Vespasian. Josephus's works, when analysed, they, they are quite a paradigm shift if you understand them. And they're worth getting hold of if purely for his description of the temple worth worth a read most definitely exactly. exactly right well that brings this episode to a close if you have any questions please email on the link below we now part on the square and we will meet soon thank you and goodbye goodbye <laughs>